Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, checking back in. Keith McPherson on the fan inside the 10 o'clock hour. Time is flying. Two hours left in this show. A five-hour KM to AM. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to WFAN. 1019 FM, 66 AM, and uh, or 660 AM, and on the free Odyssey app. However, you choose to tune in, we appreciate it. This is a free program. You don't have to uh, subscribe. You don't have to pay for this monthly. You can just turn it on and listen to sports talk and call in and be a part of the show. 877 337 6666. We're going to get back to the World Cup conversation, but. I do want to take the calls about the NFL that have come in. I was just talking about Jerry Jones's club, and uh, I already forgot. But Connor just told me the last, I don't know if you still have that information, Connor, the last times that the Cowboys beat the Packers. Went, I don't even know when that So was. the last time they beat the Packers was in 2016. That was Dak Prescott's first start in the rivalry. Then going back to 2008 was the last time before that. So they've won. They are 8-1 and one in their last nine games, and the only one coming in 2016 before that, 2008. And they did win in 2007. Brett Favre got knocked out in that game, and Rodgers came in. But outside of that, the Packers have dominated them for the last 14 years. Yeah, it's tough. I don't like the Packers. I hate the Packers, actually. I got no love for Aaron Rodgers. Shouldn't have won MVP last year. Should have been Tom Brady. I'm tired of seeing those green and yellow uniforms, man. But... I'm not a delusional Dallas fan. That's the that's the thing about uh, some of my fellow Cowboys fans over the years, right? I wasn't coming on WFAN telling you last year, oh, the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. I'm like, ah, tough draw. They got to face Debo Samuel and the 49ers who have gotten to the Super Bowl with some of those same guys on the team. They've gotten to the Super Bowl recently. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do. Oh, they get knocked out first round at home. What do I expect the Dallas Cowboys to do this year? Not much, man. I don't get too geeked up about Dallas. I just think they're frauds. I, I think Jerry Jones is never going to win anything. I think the football gods don't really like Jerry Jones. I don't think Jerry Jones is going to get that Super Bowl he wants so badly because he's Jerry Jones. He's really not doing the right things to win the Super Bowl, right? He doesn't pay certain guys. He makes stupid trades. Uh, they want to play cheap when their value is higher than it's ever been. They stuck with Jason Garrett for too long. Then they hire Mike McCarthy. They'll probably fire Mike McCarthy if he's one and done in the playoffs again. And then they'll just go hire Sean Payton. Who knows? I don't really care, though. It's hard for me to get too into that. Like, I'm a Cowboys fan because I was a little kid that watched them win the Super Bowl 
and I picked the team and waited a year or two, and then they won the Super Bowl again. So it was just like cemented after that, right? You're you're a loyal fan, or you're supposed to be. You're supposed to stick with the team that you started with, and uh, I did. But I don't really go too hard, you know, like some of these Cowboys fans about how good they are, what they're gonna be, and you know, CD Lamb, and I just don't see it, man. I don't see it. It's it's fool's gold. And uh, looking at the Cowboys every season, they just underwhelm. And I think I made a comparison to the Yankees. I'm like, I hate that the Yankees are starting to feel like the Cowboys, right? Their games are on the History Channel because it's been so long since they've won a championship. And all they do is talk about their history, right? Cowboys have five Super Bowls. Might never get to six. Yankees have 27 world championships. Might never get to 28. It's tough for uh, us 90s babies, us 90s kids that came up and uh, thought that that was going to be the way, right? (laughs) Cowboys and Yankees. There's a ton of Cowboys and Yankees fans in their, like, late 20s, early 30s, maybe even older, maybe closer to 40. There's different eras, right? There's there's the era of Cowboys-Yankees fans that were Cowboys-Yankees fans in the 70s. And now all we have is our past and our history. I'm rooting for somebody else to do it. I'm rooting for uh, the Giants this year. I'm rooting for the Jets this year. Honestly, I broke up my fandom a little bit, right? I'm rooting for the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sundays. I'm wearing my Kenny Pickett jersey on Sundays. Why? Kenny Pickett went to my high school. I met the young man. I'm rooting for the guy. I'm living vicariously through number eight. The Jets? The Jets, if I got to pick a local team, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I picked that a long time ago. The New Jersey Jets. Root for the Jets. I'm happy that the Jets are winning this year. And since I've been at WFAN and I came in the day that the Giants decided to fire Jason Garrett, who I actually used to work out with him and his brother and his dad in Monmouth Beach, I was like, all right, I think the first show I had was that night. I'm like, all right, well, that's not enough. They got to do more. They can't just stop at firing Jason. They got to get all these coaches out here, out of here. They got to move on from Joe Judge. And we took calls on that, and Giants fans demanded that, and they got their wish, and look at what you have now. Joe Shane, Brian Dable, and Daniel Jones, who's looking like a pretty decent quarterback for the New York football Giants. On Long Island, it's Jake. Jake, you're on the fan. You got it, bro. Hey, what's up, Keith? Not too Thanks much, man. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Uh, I just wanted to talk about Daniel Jones. I was always been a fan of it. I mean, you know, it was tough watching him sometimes, but I've been a fan of him. Um, I think that I saw the stat that it, him and Tom Brady are the only two quarterbacks that had the least interceptions and started all games this year. They both have two interceptions, and he hasn't thrown one since week three. It's been a while. And uh, we were hoping that he would clean up some turnovers, and I think he's been doing that. Yeah, I've been on here saying, what else do people want from this guy? Like, he, he's doing what they need him to do. He's a big part of the reason that the Giants are winning. I don't know who else you look around the league and think you're going to get or who else you look around the league and you're like, okay, these, there's so many guys better than Daniel Jones. It's not necessarily the truth. There's guys that are making more money than Daniel Jones. There's guys that have more talent around them than Daniel Jones. But Daniel Jones has been great. I saw online uh, Daniel Jones hasn't thrown an interception in six straight games. In this NFL, that's hard to do. Dak Prescott's throwing two interceptions in the game and blaming it on the receivers. And and everybody watching the game is like, oh, it's the receiver's fault. Still came out of his hands. 
still goes on his uh, on his stats as an interception. There's no indication that the receiver ran the wrong route. Daniel Jones is a good guy, right? Earlier I was talking about KD, talking about going home, playing a video game, not going out. Daniel Jones is a guy you don't have to worry about. You don't have to worry about off-the-field stuff. You don't got to worry about where he is or what he's doing. You don't got to worry about him falling off an ATV during the bye week. He's in the building working. I think uh, Giants fans have come around on Daniel Jones this, this year, and I would love to see Daniel Jones win double-digit games, maybe even win a playoff game, and then sign a contract and be the guy for the future. You use the sixth overall pick on him. You don't want that guy to fail. Yeah, and also like what you're saying, in this, in this NFL, it's tough not to throw picks. You look at uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Tua, they're throwing picks. Yeah, because the rush is on you. These DBs are fast. And sometimes your guys run the wrong route or it hits off their hands and it lands in the hands of the other team. Now, granted, they're not asking Daniel Jones to throw the ball 40 times a game, but whatever. I came on here on Monday, and if I go back to my notes from Monday, I'm like, wait, that give him his props. That's the best passer rating of any quarterback this season. And he had a couple drops from Kenny Galladay. I'm like, Daniel Jones is doing it. And don't let anybody else tell you anything different. I know there's people that don't refresh their information. They want to say he's just a game manager. He can't make the throws. He can make the throws. And sometimes all you need is someone to manage the game and distribute the pill. You don't necessarily need a guy that can improvise and run around and make plays, right? I I use the example of Josh Allen. Everybody loves Josh Allen. He's the best. He's this. He's this. Yeah, but he also costs his team the game at times. He also throws the ball to the defense. And he was a project. He's still a project. And that team right now, they don't look the same as everyone hyped them up coming into this year. They don't have Brian Dable this year. Now Dable is here in New York working with Daniel Jones. Let him develop under Dable. Give him some more time. This is the first year he's looked good because he's got a competent head coach. Yeah, and he, and he also rushes. I'm saying he's dual threat. Do he a can threat run any. the ball. That number eight, he looks like Lamar Jackson at times when he takes off. He is a dual threat, and I do think he can make all the throws. I think if he gets some more weapons, you'll really get to see what type of throws he can make. Dayball will be able to eventually open the offense up, but it's not right now, and it's not this year. You take what you can get, and what you got is a team with seven wins, an 83% chance of making the playoffs, led by Daniel Jones, who seems to just be tough, who seems to be making the right decisions, right? The two knocks on him were can't stay healthy well he played through that ankle injury he had a little bit of a scare early in the year he played through that oh he turns the ball over he hasn't been turning the ball over uh I've been singing the praises of Daniel Jones this whole season and I think he is the Giants quarterback of the future yeah and like and like what people are saying oh yeah he's not going to be he's not going to be throwing those cross uh body passes down the field sidearms not swinging those but you know what he makes the plays and that's it yeah, you don't always need that. Thanks for the call, Jake. I know everybody wants the flashy quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. Like, Look at Tua. Look at Tua this year with a first-year head coach that knows what he's doing, that is invested in him, right? Not Brian Flores, who didn't want anything to do with him, but Mike McDaniel, who's there and actually like called him and said, I'm going to coach you up. And I just saw like a mic'd up. Where Tua talks to him on the sideline, he's like, "What you know? What play do you want to run?" He's like, "I want to run a, a play that gets us in the end zone." And Mike McDaniel's like, "I got one." And then they go out and do it, and they got Tua weapons. They drafted Jalen Waddle last year. They made a trade for Tyreek Hill this year. They drafted Mike Jacecki, Southern 
That's a short conference. Shout out to Ocean County Southern. If you're down there, you know what I'm talking about. That's where Mike Dusecki came from, Penn State. Uh, I look at Tua as like, okay, he's he's doing what everyone said he couldn't. And they're talking about him as an MVP. They're talking about him as one of the top quarterbacks in the league now. I thought he was too small. I thought he was injury prone. I thought he couldn't make the throws. What a difference a year makes. And I think the narrative has certainly changed on Daniel Jones. I like what I see out of the guy. I look at Dak sometimes and I'm like, man, Dak finessed. And like, I I have some faith in Dak, but he's just not it, man. Like, he's not it. Not for that price tag, right? But that's Jerry Jones' fault. That's what I just said. I don't think Jerry Jones is winning anything. He ended up having to pay Dak all that money after franchise tagging him, whatever. Like, he could have got Dak for a a, a discount. He could have got Dak for a lower price if he was smart about it in the beginning. They didn't believe he was the guy. Well, they still probably don't believe he's the guy, but he's the guy for the next few years with that deal. And what do they do? In games, they expect Dak to save them. In games, they abandon the run, and they put it on Dak's shoulders. The Giants don't do that. They don't do that. They call on Daniel Jones to make some throws. They get creative with their play calling. They give him throws that are easy to complete. And then his coach will chew him out in front of everyone if he throws the ball into the defense's hands. Holds him accountable. But Daniel Jones is the type of guy that can take that coaching. He can take that criticism. He can take that scolding in front of the team and keep coming and keep showing up and keep making plays. And he has a Saquon Barkley to hand the ball to. I like that combination of Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, and it it should continue for the next few years. And I think them, those two guys, their camps, and the New York football giants will get crafty on how to sign these guys to new deals, but also not cripple the team where they're able to spend in free agency. And they got money coming. Make the right draft picks, which you got to have faith that they're going to draft the right guys. They did in Buffalo. Man, the Giants, for them to be doing what they're doing this season, Giants fans have to be excited about the future. There's just like this security around your team. There's a security around the fact that you have a GM, you have a head coach. Don't run away from your quarterback. Don't run away from your running back. Then there is uncertainty. And these kids coming up in the draft, the Giants aren't even going to be picking in the top 10 to get the top quarterbacks. And you don't want a rookie coming in. You have a guy that's been there who's gone through it. I think it's a better story for Daniel Jones to be re-signed and keep leading this team. Uh, they they rally around DJ. I saw Saquon calls him Vanilla Vic because he can run. Saquon says he wants to be a giant for life. Lock him up. He's one of the best running backs in the league. And coming into this year, again, I made a comparison looking at the Cowboys. They gave Ezekiel Elliott $90 million, I think, for six years. And Zeke lost his burst as soon as he signed that contract. As soon as he signed that he went to Cabo and forced Jerry Jones's hand, and that was another mistake that Jerry Jones made. He paid his running back in Ezekiel Elliott before he paid his quarterback. Just all kinds of mistakes. The Giants aren't going to make those mistakes because they actually have football guys in the building, not family, football guys that are making football decisions. So fret not, Giants fans. You have a quarterback who's actually a pretty good quarterback and still developing and still becoming. And you have Saquon Barkley, who's one of the most explosive running backs and one of the better uh, home run hitters when you get him into the open field. They just need a receiver. Oh, Odell Beckham Jr. 
Come on down. If they sign OBJ by the end of this month, then you're really cooking with something. So wait till they actually get to pick the groceries and prepare the dinner. I said the Giants are going to prepare some feast. I'm jealous. I am jealous. They are heading in the right direction, and it seemed like they wanted to stay where they were. They wanted to stay with Joe Judge. They were fine with Joe Judge. Oh, let's not rush this guy out. Yeah, get him out quick, fast, and in a hurry with Gettleman. And let your next GM bring in his guy and let them take this organization forward, and they already have, man. We could have been here this year. You heard Amani Toomer if you were listening to the show in the beginning. Amani Toomer talked about, like, the energy around the team and how this year, right, the good vibes are back and the defense is playing well. And Dayball, and, but if they stayed with Joe and Joe Judge, I don't know if there'd be this type of energy. I don't know. I don't think they would have this many wins. So many of those wins that they collected early on, I'm, I'm like that. The difference in the margin of victory is the better coach team. The roster doesn't matter when you have a game plan and strategy and guys that are making sure they get the most out of their talent. The Giants are in a good spot. I don't think any Giants fans have anything to worry about. And I think the Jets are in a good spot as well. When we come back, we'll talk a little Jets, and I'll take a couple Jets calls. But we are going to get back to that conversation on World Cup, Cutter, all the stuff around the host location. Keep McPherson on the fan. You know we got a break. We got to take another break. I'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Your official station to talk Giants and Jets and World Cup. Keep McPherson on the fan. Check him back in. And uh, I got to correct something. I thought, I don't know. And I'm not the guy to tell you how 
uh, Katar, Quatar, like like Mad Dog pronounced it. I'm not the guy to tell you how it's pronounced. Never been there. Never really heard much about it till now. But um, shout out to Manny who's listening and sent me a link on Twitter to FIFA Uncovered. Netflix, he said, Netflix has an amazing documentary on the FIFA corruption in Qatar getting the bid. And so I just watched that, and I saw the guy announce it, and he said, Qatar. So it's not cutter, like cut fastball, cutter. It's cut, but tar. Like So when you're when you're pronouncing it, C-U-T-T-A-R, Qatar. Uh, not Quatar, not Qatar. The World Cup coming up this weekend is being hosted in Qatar. And we'll talk about that in a minute. We've got four calls lined up uh, to talk about the World Cup and the corruption and some of the controversy and the things going on uh, over there. And uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But official station to talk Jets and Giants. I was getting to the conversation around Zach Wilson and the Giants. I had to break, but I was going to go from Daniel Jones into Zach Wilson. And uh, Robert Sala uh, Robert, uh, now I'm like pronouncing everything wrong. Robert Sala, his confidence is a great momentum builder. Rob Sala has been talking about Zach Wilson and, uh, you know, four or five plays. He's like, there's a, uh, let's see. He's like, they're holding his reputation hostage after a few poor plays against the New England Patriots. There's a saying that you treat negative and positive the same, so you treat both as imposters. They're both imposters as you treat them both the same because they're teachable moments in everything that happens, whether you're they're good or bad. Okay, I think that, that applies for, like, radio hosts. Some nights are better than others. Some, te- some people will tell you you're great. Some people tell you you suck. You can't really read into either one. You just got to keep evolving and learning and trying to do better as a host, right? I can't read into people that were trolling me for months and still are. Uh, saying that I'm unlistenable, saying all types of things, whatever. Haters are going to hate. But I also can't lean too much into people that are like, you're the greatest. You're the best host ever. I love your show. Your show. You know what I'm saying? you got to be even keeled. That's different than football. That's different than this case with uh, Zach Wilson. Because we're specifically talking about his performance against the Patriots, against Bill Belichick, where he has multiple interceptions, not just a handful. I think he's got seven. Maybe eight or nine. I don't know. But he's got to be better, and here comes another test. And he's got to go to New England to face Bill Belichick's defense. And he can't give the ball up. And I get his head coach protecting him, protecting his quarterback. He went on to say, uh, from a narrative standpoint, to try and attack a young man for four or five plays when it's four or five teachable moments in my mind, I think we're just missing the big picture. That's all. Confidence is a great momentum builder. You go against a team like Buffalo and you play the way he did, which was a really good game. He's had a lot of good moments throughout the season, played really well against Miami, played really well against Pittsburgh, played really well against Buffalo. We feel good about his trajectory and where he's going. I do too. Looking at how they changed the game the game plan, LaFleur didn't ask him to throw the ball 41 times. I think that's reckless with a young man that hasn't even played a full NFL season yet. I I have sang his praises. I think he's athletic. I, I love the way the ball comes off his hands. The kid can sling it. I think he's fresh. He's got the bandana. He's got the long sleeves, the wristband. Uh, I remember BT complimenting his gritty, and I was like, yeah, his, his gritty was, was clean. It was together. But none of that matters, right? We're talking about Daniel Jones 
and him being a game manager and him him not making all the throws and, and you know people saying, oh, he's only going to be a game manager. You can win a Super Bowl with a game manager. Zach Wilson needs to be more of a game manager. I came on air and said I feel like he skipped the step. I feel like he came into the league as a gunslinger. He came into the league trying to be Brett Favre or modern-day Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen. Just be able to run the offense. Do, stick to the basics. You can't skip your gen ed courses. you got to learn how to quarterback in the NFL by just being able to call plays, run plays, execute drives, not turn the ball over. Don't need you to improvise that much. And definitely don't need you to improvise on first down and try and throw the ball away and throw it into the hands of a defender. Throw the ball all the way out. We're talking about teachable moments, Rob Sala. Teach him that he can't give the ball away. It kills everything. Everything the defense is working on, right? The defense gets out, and then on first down, you're throwing a pick, trying to throw the ball away. The defense has to go right back out there. And when you ask the kid to throw the ball 41 times, you're taking the ball out of the running back's hands. Michael Carter and James Robinson have to tote the rock this weekend in New England. They're coming off a bye. They should be ready to go. Both of those guys need touches, and they can't abandon the run. On Long Island, Chris is on the fan. What's up, Chris? You got it. Hey, what's going on? I just wanted to talk a little bit about the Jets' second half thing coming up. But before I do, I heard you talk about uh, mention MetLife Stadium a couple segments ago, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, it, that stadium's a joke. It's got no no identity, and the fact that two uh, teams from New York that stadium is, is crazy. Yeah, it's super underwhelming. I actually have my jacket in here from I have a jacket with the logo from the Super Bowl they hosted I'm a Jersey kid so when you hear that they're building a new stadium right giant stadium they're 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 building a new stadium you're like oh we're gonna get this state-of-the-art stadium in East Rutherford it's gonna look what is that Art Stapleton came on with me last week he said it's the big air conditioner off route three it does look like a big air conditioner it's underwhelming it's not easily accessed on foot uh I just feel like they could have done better and they did not. But it is what it is. We have that stadium for the next 20 yeah. years. Yeah, unfortunately. But just um, the Jets' second half. I mean, when you think about December, January football and what travels on the road, right, it's defense and running the ball. And the Jets do both those very well. And I think a lot of people forget that we're undefeated on the road this year. We have not lost on the road mm-hmm. for a young team. That's That's very hard to do. And I think they're still – they proved they beat the Buffalo Bills, and they're still absolutely not getting the credit that I think they deserve. And I think, like you were saying before, it's because of Zach Wilson. But if you look back at Ben Roethlisberger and Brady early in their careers, they were game managers. And for the most part, Zach has managed the games well. He's 5-1 and one since he came back, and in those starts, he hasn't turned the ball over. He had the one bad game against uh, the Patriots, but other than that, he's been managing the game. Right, and that's all you got to ask the kid to do in year two. Who he hasn't had a full 16 games, 17 games under his belt to count as a full year. And that's why I say he skipped a step. We just need him to hand the ball off. We need him to make the throws that he's got to make and then even make the runs. Use your legs when we need you to use your legs. Don't fumble the ball. Don't throw interceptions. Do the do the things that you have to do as a quarterback to, to get through the game, right? Not give the game away. And as you evolve, as you learn more and the game starts to slow down, then you can improvise. Then you can scramble. Then you can make something out of nothing. But he's got to learn before he gets to that that sometimes the play is dead. Sometimes there's nothing there. Throw it away. And if you're going to throw it away, throw it all the way away. 
hundred percent. I mean, you look at all the teams around the league; they all lean on what they do well, right? If they're passing, they pass. If they're better running team, they run. The Jets are very good at running the ball. Why would you ask your young quarterback to throw forty times? And you look at Joe Burrow in the last couple of weeks; he, they had no running game, and it was really hard for them. And then they get the running game going, and it opens it all up again. Yeah, even Aaron Rodgers against the Cowboys this past week—they realize they have Aaron Jones. Hand him the ball. Stop forcing Aaron Rodgers to throw to these receivers that he doesn't even like. <laughs> yeah, last thing I wanted to ask you, too, just as far as, you know, um, LaFleur is your second-year coordinator. I know he's very young. and he had, He's been trying to progress now a second-year quarterback. How do you think overall that he's been doing? I mean, sometimes he gets criticized for his play calling, but then if you rewatch the games, it seems Zach never wants to take the underneath stuff and he's forcing it down the field. So do you think – He's been doing a good job developing him. I know they're both young. Yeah, I don't know how much he is responsible for developing him, but like I said, I I like the change from the 41 passing attempts that he had against the Patriots to where he came in against the Bills. It was it was half of that. And uh you got to know who you have, right? And you got to know who you're going up against. You're going up against Bill Belichick. Why are you asking this kid to throw the ball 41 times? Against Buffalo, he threw the ball 25 times. That's that's a better recipe for success. You know, you're. I think that's his biggest criticism is LaFleur is too quick to get away from the run. No, run the ball. You got to run the ball, especially because the, this Jets team, they, they have a good defense. Run the ball, eat the clock, and keep the ball out of the hands of Mac Jones or. Josh Allen or whoever it might be, run the ball, play defense, and that's a recipe for the Je- the Jets to win. Like it's the recipe for the Jets to win is not for Zach Wilson to throw four touchdowns and for three hundred plus yards. He may never do that. 100%. It's it's so score it's so scoring at rookie of the year defensive. Yeah, he's certainly up there. I forget who else they said was up there, but I mean Sauce is winning every week, rookie of the week. And uh, I don't see anyone taking it from him because it's more of a sexy position than, like, D-line or even linebacker, right? When you're playing corner, you're matched up against the best receiver. And Sauce, is he's just that type of guy. His name is Sauce. And they tried to play like they weren't going to call him Sauce. Nah, he he's the guy. Like, yeah, Sauce is, uh, I, I think, Christian. Isn't that other kid in, in Seattle? I think is is the other corner. Kenneth Walker, right? Oh, the other. Oh, yeah. Uh, like Woolen. Uh, what's his name? I think it's Woolen from Seattle. Tariq Woolen is the second betting odd favorite to be Defensive Player of the Year. Sauce Gardner is number one. There you go. Awesome, awesome. Appreciate the time, man. Love your show. Thanks for the call, Chris. It should be Sauce. Uh, offensively, uh, on offense. It might be Kenneth Walker. That's what I just said uh, when I thought of Seattle. They have two good rookies. Pete Carroll, they know how to draft over there. I mean, the Jets hit on their draft. Another thing I wanted to mention about LaFleur is his usage of Garrett Wilson. That kid is electric. That kid is not a rookie. I think they said he gets open at the same rate of uh, Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams. Those guys are masters at their craft. Those are veteran receivers who their their release off the line, getting off the line, it's top flight. You have a kid coming in the league read, already like that. He's like that coming out of Ohio State. Uh, I think they need to get him in the weight room a little bit more. He's a little frail. 
He's a little small. I, I, I worry about him taking a big hit or getting crunched. But, uh, you know, I like the creative ways they've gotten Garrett Wilson the ball. They've gotten him open. they got to get him going. He's explosive. And uh, we'll see they're talking about Elijah Moore being in the slot and trying to get him more opportunities. It's about getting creative in the ways that you use your playmakers and that you use Zach Wilson. But don't abandon the run. Run the ball. You made a trade for James Robinson, right, because you lose Brees Hall. Run the ball. Michael Carter, James Robinson. That's how they won that game against Buffalo. Run the ball and kill the clock and win the time of possession game and run the ball until they stop you. I wish the Cowboys did that. I really wish the Dallas Cowboys did that with Tony Pollard and Malik Davis in Lambeau, in the cold, on the road. You're up two scores. Hey, we're trying to get up out of here. Run the ball. Run the ball. Keith McPherson on the fan. Lewis wants to talk about the Cowboys. Lewis, when we come back from the break, I'm going to go to you, and then we're going to get into the World Cup conversation. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What up, New York? How is your night going? It's going, right? The time is flying by. This is a five-hour show. We've got about another hour left. Only had one guest on. Well, two, actually. A surprise guest. Amani Toomer joined us like 7.30 quickly. And then uh, Big Zoo stepped in to talk about World Cup soccer, football, the global game that uh, a lot of Americans ignore and, you know, we don't care too much about. But uh, we started talking about American football, wanted to hit on the Giants and Jets at some point. I know we're going to roll into... Week 11 tomorrow, and then we'll have football Friday. You'll hear every thought and take about the Giants-Lions game and the uh, Jets-Patriots game coming up. And we start talking about the Cowboys. It seems like, you know, we always end up coming back to the Dallas Cowboys. People know I'm a Cowboys fan, and even if I try to downplay it or hide it, you know, people want to bring it up, and they want to ask me what I think about the game. And I told you, like, they're frauds. Don't believe the hype. The Cowboys are a team 
That it sucks. I'm comparing to the Yankees now, right? They're one of the biggest brands, one of the most valuable franchises, biggest fan base, but they are far from their glory days of winning championships. They had their run, they had their dynasty, and when they get back, I don't know. But they got me young. They got me young. And that's marketing, that's branding in itself, right? That's how a lot of these seem like now. There's all these Patrick Mahomes Chiefs fans that are young. Why? Because of what Mahomes has done the last four years. There's all these Warriors fans, Steph Curry's fans nationally, globally. Why? Because of what they've been able to do this last decade. That's how it goes. Uh, Connor just asked me, like, when was a time you believed in the Cowboys? I'm like, I don't know. This is like 2019. <laughs> was it that long ago? Uh, 2016, 2014. 2015, you know, I've, I've lived through some brutal collapses and some brutal playoff exits. I mean, the the Giants fans know 2011, 2007, that was brutal. Good for the Giants. For Cowboys fans, man, that's like as low as it gets, you know. You're supposed to beat the wild card team that you're hosting at home. Can't get it done. I laughed uh, thinking about Jerry Jones, right? Jerry Jones... Uh, Connor and I were talking about Tony Pollard and how Jerry Jones did that whole thing with Zeke. He went from Zeke who to, oh, yeah, we're going to give Zeke six years, 90 million. He's, Zeke has the same contract as DJ LeMayu. And uh, it's so clear that Tony Pollard is more explosive, the better running back. But Jerry Jones came out this year and he's like, yeah, the offense runs through Zeke. What are you talking about, bro? Now, look, Zeke has been out the last two weeks because he's cooked. You know, injuries happen, but he's not the same player. He doesn't have the same burst. And before we go to Lewis, the only Cowboys fan on the line right now, I always got to go back to this quote from Jerry Jones. It was in Deadspin, and, I mean, he said it on the radio. But he said, well, let me just address the first way you stated the question without any issue on it. I have to believe one and one is three. I can't operate where one and one is two. We all know it is physically, but the three is where you have to go. Now you have to have optimism to operate in that world and commit and do things when you've got to count on one and one being three. I'm not trying to play games, but that's where the biggest payoffs are and the biggest payoffs are out there. It's there for everybody to grab if one and one is is two. So here you go. Jerry Jones, what the hell does that mean? One plus one equals two. Jerry Jones is looking at the Dallas Cowboys and making himself believe that one plus one equals three. That to me is code for, I know we're not a championship caliber roster. I know we're not a championship caliber coaching staff. I know I haven't done all the right things to make this team a contender. But I go into every season believing that they can win the Super Bowl, knowing that they cannot. Lewis is in Brooklyn. Lewis, you're on the fan again. What's up, Louis? Yeah, I I, dis- I respectfully disagree with you. <laughs> and hear me out. Would you trade, if you were starting a team, Dak Prescott for Jones, Daniel Jones? I mean, who are we kidding? Well, I wouldn't if say that- I would trade Dak Prescott for Daniel Jones. But okay. Daniel Jones Dak is progressing Prescott. where they're not going to be that far apart. Wait a minute. Dak Prescott spreads the loot around. 
He'll give to Tony Pollard. He'll give to Zeke Elliott. He'll throw to Schultz. He'll throw to CeeDee Lamb. He'll throw to Michael Gallup. And he'll also throw to the safeties and corners on the other team. Or he'll throw the ball into the grass. Or he'll fumble. Or he won't be able to get the drive going. He'll throw it into the air. We got to stop. We got to all stop as Cowboys fans. Acting or like. he'll run. Will he run? Because after he had that injury to his yes, leg against run. the Giants, he hasn't really oh. been the same runner. He he's he's, all, he's he last year he couldn't because they were making sure he didn't run. This year he's lowered the shoulder a couple times. I think he has like two rushing but touchdowns. But he's a but, smart quarterback. He's able to you know audible at the line. He's able to see the defense. And you you know something. Um, as much as I love CeeDee Lamb, but he did make a mistake. Instead of running across and being in front of the safety, he ran him back of the safety. Of course it's going to be intercepted. Okay, maybe Dak shouldn't have thrown, but he thought that CeeDee Lamb was there. Yeah, I don't know. I got to know. I got to feel that. I got to see that. I got to be looking at my receiver, and I know it's tough, but I just, I don't know. There's too many people that are convinced that Dak is this, like, elite-level quarterback, and I don't see it. I don't see it. And I want to believe it. I have a Dak jersey. What about- I, 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 I used to believe in Dak, but he got paid, okay. and now he's supposed to be the guy that's supposed to make a difference, right? You saw Cooper Rush come in there and win games. Dak Prescott what? Dak Prescott couldn't make the plays to win that game against uh, the Packers. And I'm not putting were- it all on him. I'm just saying he's not that but much you- of a difference maker. Keith, you were gung-ho over Kellen Moore. Is that his name, the offensive coordinator? How come you're not so much now? I think maybe in the beginning of last year, but I started calling him fraudulent at the end of last year. And then going into this season, Kellen Moore is not this boy genius that they uh, touted him to be. How he come was getting, wants him to be a coach? How I was about to say, he was, was getting trying? interest as a head coach. I don't think that is correct either. He's only got experience with the Cowboys. He pretty much rolled from his playing career with Dallas into being a coach there. He still gets in moments in the game where he does not know what to do. He abandoned the run. And what about his defensive coordinator? Dan Quinn? He's good. He's yeah. good. He, look at the difference he's made. He's worth every penny, and he's pretty high paid. But he took a Dallas defense that was worst all time in 2020. The Dallas Cowboys had their worst defense ever. They gave up something like, I don't know, like 100 points or maybe 100 touchdowns. They were terrible. Are the Cowboys going to beat the Giants? For sure. I have no doubt about it. I'm confident. Well, I wish I could join you in that confidence. We'll see what they do this week. But oh, wait, before you let me go, one thing I do want to say, that I wouldn't trade you for anyone. <laughs> You're number one. <laughs> Appreciate you, Lewis. Thanks for the call, my guy. I'm not a delusional Cowboys fan. I'm also not a delusional Yankees fan. But I understand you being delusional. You love these teams. And the way that they market the teams and the propaganda around these teams, they make you believe that they're going to win Super Bowls and World Series. I'm jaded. I'm jaded. I've watched a lot of other teams win Super Bowls. I've watched a lot of other teams win World Series. I grew up thinking the Red Sox were never going to win. I grew up thinking the Philadelphia Eagles were never going to win. And then I watched it. And I watched it happen before my team could get back to the mountaintop. So I'm not delusional anymore, folks. Just keeping it real. Just keeping it real. Now let's keep it real and have this conversation shift. We got a break, but this last hour, why not talk about the World Cup, Qatar, and the controversy around it. I'm learning about it. I got to go to sleep when I go home tonight, but I kind of want to watch this Netflix documentary and all these articles that I'm reading. Like, 
I'm surprised that I didn't even really know about this, but I, I know about it now. And then we've got some people on hold that uh, definitely want to weigh in and talk about the World Cup. And uh, as we are getting closer to the World Cup starting, you're not going to be able to avoid these things. So maybe you can learn something in this next hour of my show. Keep McPherson on the fan. Let's break it down again. And then we'll be in the 11 o'clock hour when we come back. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 